0: Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Signs You Are an Empowering Person. I wrote the book, The Culture of Empowerment, with my brother Phil Backlund and with Melissa Amato. And the subtitle of the book is How to Champion People. takes Bill Johnson, senior leader at Bethel Church, reading his quote, my goal is not to build a big, a big church, but to build big people. This is such a, a, a great book and I'm just looking through it today and struck by the chapter about being an empowering person. And because empowerment is not a management style, it's a lifestyle. And if we're gonna be an empowering leader, an empowering leader that builds big people, then we first need to have the traits of empowerment in our lives. And in the chapter, Being an Empowering Person, I have a section where it says, You Know You're an Empowering Person If... Now, there's quite a few of those. And I I thought today I'd just read through some of these. This is maybe a a podcast that you're going to want to re-listen to, pause it, think about it. Uh, But these are some great things. So, You Know You're an Empowering Person If... You make people feel important and valuable. You have an unusual ability to make people feel important around you. This is done by actively listening, being fully present, and noticing, commenting on, and pulling on their strengths in your relationships. You make people feel important and valuable. Secondly, you thank people specifically, and you are a radical encourager. You notice and affirm the good things others are doing. You genuinely believe the people in your life can do great things and you believe these people could be one encouragement away from a tipping point in their lives. You thank people specifically and you are a radical encourager. Number three, you think win-win. You don't think win-lose with you benefiting from the relationship but not them. Nor do you think lose-win by having a misguided, self-abasing servanthood attitude that causes personal and family problems for you while the other person benefits from your sacrifice. On the contrary, empowering people look for ways to have a mutual benefit in all relationships. This comes from a mindset that every person has something good to offer and everyone includes us as well. You think win-win. Number four is you really see people. You are not self-absorbed, but you express delight in meeting someone or seeing someone again, even if this delight is just for a brief moment. You really see people. Number five, you have a work yourself out of a job mentality. You instinctively pass on to others what you know. You embody the master and apprentice culture that has dominated most of mankind's history. You have a work yourself out of a job mentality. Number six, you understand the normal pattern of relationships. You realize many of life's closest and most meaningful relationships go through these three stages. One, excitement. Two, disappointment. And three, growth. You understand the normal pattern of relationships. And let me just pause and say this. Therefore, you're, you're not thrown off track by the disappointment. Certainly, there may be times where the disappointment requires an action or a change in the relationship. But most of the time, the disappointment is an opportunity for you to keep your beliefs on for that person and grow in your empowerment. Number seven, you believe a person's negative qualities are usually immature aspects of strengths in their life. You know, as you are able to celebrate a person's strength, then the likelihood of having an empowering relationship dramatically increases. Again, you believe a person's negative qualities are usually immature aspects of strengths in their lives. Number eight, you include others in what you do. You look for ways to have others work with you, minister with you, sit in on important meetings with you, travel with you, etc. You include others in in what you do. Number nine, you are not afraid of messes, nor do you overreact when they happen you realize there will be some messes made by those being empowered, even if thorough training is done. Also empowered leaders know that their response to these messes is an important factor in whether people will ultimately thrive under their leadership. Empowering people, you are not afraid of messes, nor do you overreact when they happen and let me just say something about this one this is such a key in in the area of being an empowering person as you realize the messes the mistakes the often they're an opportunity for understand the need for further training so we learn ourselves from the mess you know or things that we need to communicate about but how we respond i'll say this how we respond to the mistakes that people make and not withdrawing our heart from them is one of the main uh, ingredients of being an empowering person and an empowering leader. Number 10, sign that you are an empowering person. You give others an opportunity to influence you. You believe everyone has something significant to contribute. For instance an idea a unique perspective of life story this belief causes empowering people to value relationships at a higher level and it increases the likelihood of people thriving around them you give others an opportunity to influence you number 11 you have a strategy in how to lessen emotional disappointment in relationships you decrease relational mind games by proactively communicating how you see the nature of the relationship. You decrease the likelihood of future relational challenges by intentionally addressing the most likely reasons for future disappointment. You have a strategy on how to lessen emotional disappointment in relationships and proactive communication is so powerful. If you just whatever relationship is starting and that's why marriage counseling is so important, premarital counseling, because they're helping um, us understand the likely uh, places of disappointment in the relationship. And as we take that into our relationships and say, wow, you know, whether it's someone on our team or, or someone someone else, when we communicate with them, wow, it's normal for people to disagree with their leader. It's normal to at times be disappointed because of things that weren't understood. When you say that, it's so helpful. Number 12, you hear key things people say. You take note and remember key things people say and mention, and mention these in future conversations and communication with them. By doing so, you send the message, your life and input are important to me. Just remembering what people say, ideas they've had, things they're battling. And and just mentioning that causes our hearts to be knit with them. Number 13, you regularly use your favor to help open doors for others. You realize stewarding your favor well means you will endorse the faithful ones in your life to key influencers that you know. You regularly use your favor to help open doors for others. Fourteen, you're intentional in the meetings you have with people. You maximize meetings by giving thought as to how the time together can be most beneficial. You realize that five minutes of proactive thinking about these times, these meetings, will likely make the meeting five times more powerful. These numbers increase even more if the forethought is done days or weeks before the meeting. Number 15, you help people get some wins in their lives. You look for ways to help people gain momentum by helping them succeed in small ways. You help people get wins in their life. And I didn't mention again, you are intentional in the meetings you have with people. Helping people get wins is looking for areas where they can feel successful. So that's 15 of them, and there's there's many more. Let me just list them without going into their detail. You prioritize heart connections. You honor the priorities people have apart from the relationship with you. You have a culture of feedback. You do not receive negative hearsay information shared to you about other people. You identify and proclaim the unique giftings and attributes to those in your life. You're consistent in how you treat and respect people. You realize your words release death or life into your environment. You live a life of integrity. You date people in smaller things before releasing them into higher responsibility or marrying them with a larger title. You have a leadership training mentality, not a fix people's problems mentality. You purpose to address three primary needs people have. The need to be loved, the need to, to belong, and the need to be significant. And you have a strong sense of loyalty to the people on your team. And lastly, you care for the whole person, not just what the person can do for you. Wow. Signs you're an empowering person. It's quite a list. Culture of empowerment. We've got a a empowerment assessment on our website, ignitinghope.com. If you've never taken that, you might want to take it. It's a fun thing that assesses your, what if you are, what level of empowerment as a person that you are. Hey, this is such a great topic. And I've got such a passion for uh, this because our influence is not just to be in our lifetime, but our influence is to be much experience much longer after we are gone from planet earth and when we actually focus in on being an empowering person being in relationships and understanding that that's one of our greatest callings and it is a an attribute of love and it's the training ground of building big people around us of championing people then that becomes a priority in our lives hey More of it, Culture of Empowerment book. You can get get that on our website, ignitinghope.com, Amazon, Kindle. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. And remember, there's no hopeless circumstances. There's only hopeless people. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. If something's going to change, somebody's breaking out of the pack and hoping. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and I have the power to help make it so. Our hope level determines our influence level, and he who has the most hope is the most influence. And remember this, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I have a theory that our spiritual load-bearing capacity is in direct proportion to the level of joy in our life. There's no convenient season to be joyful. For most of you, uh, listening today, today's not a, not, a, not a good day to be radically joyful. You're either too disappointed with yourself, you've got too much stress, you've got some worries, you've got unresolved relationships, you're hearing bad news on, on TV or whatever. Today's <laughs> not a good day. You know, what I found out there's no convenient day to be joyful. I don't need joy at the end of the battle. I need joy at the middle, in the middle of the battle because it's my strength. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. I look forward to having you with us again on another one of our teachings. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.